0: It has been said that if you win the morning, you win the day. Today, we're going to look at what we can learn from the service of the priests as described in the Bible about how we should start each day. With the help of Jewish teachings on the Bible, we are going to explore how to have the right mindset as we begin each day so that we can experience every day with maximum joy, clarity, and productivity. During these crazy times, I think that those are the things that we could all use a little more of, or actually a lot more of, in our lives. I know I sure can. Starting the day with joy. Before we get to the Bible verse that we're going to study today, I want to remind you that we're following the Worldwide Jewish Bible Reading Plan, which takes us through the five books of Moses every year. Each week, we focus on a different Torah portion called a Parsha, and this week's Parsha is called Tzav, which literally translates in English to command. God tells Moses to command Aaron and his sons regarding the offerings, and it covers chapter six to eight in the book of Leviticus. I encourage you to read it with me this week, but if you can't, no problem. You could still continue with us. Our verse today comes from Leviticus 6.10, where it says, The priest shall then put on his linen clothes with linen undergarments next to his body and shall remove the ashes of the burnt offering that the fire has consumed on the altar and to place them beside the altar. So let me give you a little bit of context here. In this week's Parsha, this week's Torah portion, God instructs Moses to command Aaron and his sons regarding what their services, their obligation as priests regarding the tabernacle, and later on it will be the temple as well. This verse describes everything that they had to do each day, but focuses specifically on the first things they did each day. Right when they came to the tabernacle, right when they came later to the temple, This is the first thing that they had to do each day. They had to remove the ashes of the burnt offering that the fire has consumed on the altar and to place them besides the altar. Now, before we get into the depth of this, every time I hear a verse that talks about the tabernacle, that talks about the temple, it feels so much more tangible to me reading it in Israel than, for example, when I used to study it growing up in America. Living here in the Holy Land, I have the huge schut, the huge honor and privilege to actually visit the Western Wall a few times a year. I go to Jerusalem, and when I have some free time and I want to go and pray, I go straight up to the Western Wall. And as I approach the wall, I usually get this awesome, great view of the Temple Mount. I walk down those stairs. If any of you have been to the Western Wall in the old city of Jerusalem, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So you're walking down those stairs from up on top of the mountain, you're walking down, you could see the whole view of the Western Wall. You can see the whole view of what now is the Temple Mount, but that was actually where the Kaddish Kadoshim was, the Holy of Holies. And from there, I see exactly where the Temple stood. And I've believe where it will be rebuilt also. And in my mind's eye, I can see the smoke of the sacrifices rising towards the heaven. It's just so tangible and real. According to Jewish tradition, one of the daily miracles that occurred in the temple was that the smoke went straight up in a straight column, no matter how windy it was. And as I close my eyes, sitting there by the Western wall, I envision seeing thousands of people flocking to the temple from all over Israel, from all over the world, all the different nations, because we know that it says, Ki beti My house is a house of prayer for all of the nations. And I imagine hearing the magnificent spiritual melody sung by the Levites. And as I get closer to the house of God i see the place where the priests once served and will serve again it makes this verse truly come alive for thousands of years not many people got a glimpse of the temple mount but now we are living in miraculous prophetic times and even if you can't be here to see it yourself You can view the Temple Mount through pictures and videos, thanks to modern day technology. You no longer have to just imagine what it looks like. You can see what it looks like. So let's get back to our verse that is describing that very place that we're talking about now. The verse refers to the olé sacrifice, the burnt offering that was left burning all night long, every single night. And what this verse is telling us is that the first thing the priests did every single day was to clear away the ashes of the previous day's sacrifice, to go in and just get rid of it, to clear it off. And the Jewish sages explained that this act symbolized that yesterday's sins were completely gone, destroyed, and removed. They are no longer relevant. The new day began with a clean slate full of promise, full of possibility, and not staying stuck in the past. The message for us is that before we begin our day, we need to really let go of the previous day. We need to make sure that we don't let any baggage from the past weigh us down in the present. The first thing we have to do is to start anew, to clear off those burnt offerings from yesterday that are no longer relevant, and be able to start fresh, to be able to start clean. You know, I relate to this in so many ways because I think for all of us, it's easy to get stuck in yesterday. If something really made you annoyed the day before, it's hard to just wake up and not be annoyed about it. Or if someone did something to you that was really mean, it's hard to just wake up and pretend like it didn't happen. And there are different ways I could relate to it, but one way is when it's bedtime in my home. bedtime is very fun and great bonding time, but it's also a little bit difficult sometimes. I have four kids, thank God. And sometimes when all of them are just tired and cranky, and I have to admit, I sometimes am also a little bit tired and cranky at the end of the day, and I'm at the end of my patience, and we don't always end the day in the best way. Sometimes going to sleep could be annoying and I could get annoyed and the kids could feel like I'm not spending enough time with them and I can feel like as soon as they're about to fall asleep, suddenly they need water, one of them's hungry, one of them has to go to the bathroom. It feels like an endless bedtime routine, exactly at the time when I need my own space and I want to lay down. And a lot of times after the kids go to sleep, I feel so guilty. I think, wow, why didn't I have more patience? Why wasn't I nicer? Why didn't I just lay with them for a little longer? When they asked me for water, why didn't I just smile? Why did I have to do it with an annoyed face? And I could go to sleep feeling guilty, feeling annoyed, feeling angry. But when I wake up, I need to start fresh. It's such a gift. I wake up and I'm rested and I see my kids rested and they come in happy and they wake me up with kisses and hugs completely forgot about yesterday. They've cleared off all of that irrelevant material from the altar, just like in our Torah portion. They remove the ashes of the burnt offering, it says. And that's what we have to do every morning. I wake up and I say, wow, a new day, a new opportunity. I'm not going to dwell in yesterday. I'm going to be happy with today today. Praise God, these beautiful children jumping on me, hugging me, kissing me, saying good morning, my amazing husband laying next to me, what can be bad? But I can only start like that, a fresh slate, if I already cleared off the ashes, which means getting over what happened before. Giving ourselves a clean slate every day seems like such a simple and obvious thing to do. But let's admit, it's not always so easy. We need to remember consciously how to let go of yesterday every single morning. I think the most common baggage that people bring into their new day is anger and resentment over past hurts. Instead of forgiving others and letting go, we hold on to painful feelings that only hurt us in the present and they ruin our relationships. Do you ever experience this? Is there someone maybe in your life that when you encounter them, you're usually thinking about something they did to you in the past, yesterday, or a year ago, or 10 years ago. These things can really weigh you down. Or maybe unconsciously, you're still angry or hurting because of something that happened yesterday or 30 years ago. So much of us are bogged down by our childhood, or something that maybe kids were bullying us when we were in middle school, or our parents didn't respond exactly the way we wanted them to, or they didn't give us enough love. Are we still bogged down by that? Are we still hurting? What this week's Torah verse is telling us is that we need to do as the priest did. We need to remove the ashes. We need to forget give. We need to move on. I always say that my children are actually my greatest teachers and I'll never forget something that my third daughter did. It was very, very, it was a big lesson for me. She was only three years old, but it still impacts me today. We were in the candy store and I brought her in telling her she could get one piece of candy and she chose a few pieces of candy. And I said, okay, Sapir, that's it. We're not getting any more candy. And she chose the candy she wanted and we went and we paid for it. And then as we were leaving the store, suddenly she saw something else she wanted. And she said, mommy, mommy, I want this candy. I said, no, Sapir, we already picked out the candy that you're getting. Now we have to leave the store. We'll go outside and enjoy it. And she started crying and screaming and having a breakdown and I I said, Sapir, we got you candy. We'll go outside and enjoy it. But we can't switch the candy. We're already paid. It's too late. Next time we'll come back and we'll get something else that you want. And I took her out of the store and I sat down with her and I was sure that she was just going to start saying not nice things to me. But I was shocked. Do you know what she did? She just climbed into my lap, put her head on my chest and gave me the biggest hugs. And it was such a powerful moment for me because it taught me two things first of all, about forgiveness. Just a few seconds before, I was the bad mom for not letting her get what she wanted. But she forgave me. She moved on. And that was the second lesson. She was able to clear away the ashes, just like we learned about in this week's Torah portion, and to move on, to start new, a clean slate. And instead of sulking and being angry and holding on to sadness and all those negative feelings, she decided she was going to get close to me. She was going to love me. She was going to make us both feel comforted. And that is what I think as adults, maybe it's even harder to do, to forgive, to move on, and to do what will make everyone happier. You know, we have more joy in our lives and better relationships when we can do that, when we can let go and move on. There's a Jewish tradition to recite a prayer every night before we go to sleep in which we declare that we forgive everyone that may have hurt us in the past. This is the way that we go to sleep, by letting go, by forgiving so we can wake up with that clean slate. I want to read to you in English. We say it in Hebrew, but this is the prayer in English that we say every night before we go to sleep. Master of the universe, I hereby forgive anyone who has angered or antagonized me or who sinned against me, whether against my body, my property, my honor, or against anything of mine. Whether he did so accidentally, willfully, carelessly, or purposely, whether through speech, deed, thought, or notion, whether in this lifetime or another lifetime, I forgive everyone. May no man be punished because of me. Wow, that's a powerful way to go to sleep. Trust me, you will sleep much better after expressing forgiveness and letting go of the anger and blame. Forgiving does not mean forgetting, but it does provide freedom and peace. In addition, in Leviticus 19.17, God commands us, you shall not hate your brother in your heart. Ultimately, forgiving others is a gift we give ourselves. It unburdens our heart. It frees us to enjoy the new day without the heavy burden of the past. What happened is done. It's time, as we learn in this week's Parsha, to clear away those ashes. Other types of baggage that we often carry in our new day are feelings of shame, guilt, and anger at ourselves. In other words, we don't only have to focus on forgiving others. We have to also focus on forgiving ourselves. If we haven't forgiven ourselves for our past sins and mistakes, there's no way to start anew. There's no way to have a free, happy spirit. We need to remember that if God can forgive us, certainly we can forgive ourselves. If we haven't repented for sins or apologized for our mistakes, that's something we need to do. But then we need to remember God's awesome power to forgive us and to restore us. I love this verse from Isaiah 1:18, where God says, Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. Hinking on to our past mistakes only holds us back from being the best versions of ourselves in the present. All it takes is a few moments for us to pause each morning, to clear away the ashes, to let go of yesterday's mistakes, and to move on, to start fresh. What else holds you back each day? What baggage are you carrying with you? What other ashes need to be cleared away? Maybe take a pen and pencil and write this down. Start a journal. Do you hold on to limiting beliefs about yourself? Do you tell yourself, I can't do that, when that may not be true anymore? We need to know that we can change and be better today. Do you have assumptions about other people which may or may not be true? Do you find yourself assuming that a certain person will always be in the same mood or behave in the same way? Maybe give them a chance to be different. Give your relationship a chance to be better. Maybe you have expectations about how your day will go, which may or may not be true. Don't cast a dark shadow on your day before it has even begun. And another thing to keep in mind is that if yesterday was a great day, or if you reached a great success in the past, you can't be complacent today. You still need to grow. You still need to try your best in the new day and not take it as it given that you're going to be able to achieve that. This is something I keep in mind in my work every day at the fellowship. Thank God we've had great success. We've been able to help so many people. 2020 brought us a record historic number of people that the fellowship has been able to provide life-saving aid for. But what I'm careful for is to always focus on growth, to always strive towards better, to always pray, and take action and do my best to help even more people. When we clear away the ashes of the past, we can open up new possibilities. This is true in our personal lives and in the world in general. I think this about Jewish-Christian relations all the time, how when my father, Rabbi Echiel Eckstein, started the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, he was forced to clear away the ashes, not to forget what happened for 2,000 years in the area of Jewish-Christian relations before that, but to move on, to try to turn over a new leaf, a new reality that's built on what he wanted it to be, not on what it was. And that's happened. And it's only because we have cleared away the past that we have been able to forge this new relationship that has blessed so many people in ways that those before us could have never imagined. That would not have been possible, not on the Christian side and not on the Jewish side, if we didn't clear away the past to make room for the present and for the future. I also look at Israel with the historic Abraham Accords. Israel, after being at war and in fighting with so many Arab neighbors, has suddenly reached peace agreements with them. Countries that have waged war, that have killed innocent Israelis. Suddenly Israel says, we're not going to forget what you've done, but we are going to give peace and opportunity the possibility. We're going to not ruin the future because of the past, but we are going to clear away the ashes of yesterday, and we are going to start fresh. Thanks to the American facilitation, the face of the Mideast is changing when it was previously thought impossible. The UAE, Bahrain, Sudan, Morocco, all normalizing ties with Israel beautiful and amazing things happen, my friends, when we remove the ashes at the start of each new day. The first thing we need to do every morning, just like the priests, is to remove the ashes from the past so that we can fully embrace the new day. In Isaiah forty three nineteen, God says, See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? We can only perceive the new if we wash away the ashes of the past. This message is meant for your life now, this week, living with the times, living with the Bible. This week's Torah portion is telling you to clear away the past, to start fresh, and God will give you the strength to do that. This is what's called living with the times. Try it out this week. Spend some moments each morning to consciously let go of the past. Forgive yourself. Forgive others. And open up to the new things that God will do for you and through you every single day. As it says in Psalms 118.24, one of my favorite verses, Zehayo masa Hashem nagila v'nismecha Mechabo. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Shavuot Tov, friends. Wishing you a wonderful week from here in the Holy Land. Thank you for listening to the Nourish Your Biblical Roots podcast. If you like what you have heard, visit me at mybiblicalroots.org for more of my teachings, videos, blogs, and books. You can also follow me on Instagram at Yael underscore Eckstein or on Facebook at Yael Eckstein. Shalom and see you next week.